I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking about today are the things you're doing every single day that can be damaging your kidneys. Now, in all the years I've been on radio, I'm not sure I've ever done a whole show on just kidneys, and you're going to think that's pretty boring. It's not. Because anyone, any of you listening right now, are susceptible to kidney damage. Now, when I first got in practice 38 years ago, I hate to say that out loud, very seldom did I ever see somebody come in with a kidney problem. Now, I see it a couple of times a week. You know, stage two, stage three, stage four, kidney failure. And a lot of it, almost all of it, has to do with what you're eating. So you may think, well, I'm not going to have that problem. You don't know till you get it. It's like being addicted to drugs. Some people can take drugs and not have an effect. Some people can. Uh, will get affected and become addicted. You don't know that until you do it. Same thing with the kidneys. It's too late many times by the time you find out. So what the kidneys are, they're kidney-shaped. They're kidney How about that? Like kidney beans. And they sit up just below your ribs on either side and your back. They're about the size of your fist. And their job is to filter out junk, uh, maintain the delicate balance of fluids in your body, uh, maintain certain nutrients in the body. And it's a, it's a, it's a very a fine line that these kidneys walk trying to keep everything balanced. So if your kidneys are not working properly, it's called chronic kidney disease, CKD. Pretty cool how they did that. And that's just an umbrella term that covers a lot of different problems that can go wrong with your kidneys. Now, chronic kidney disease can lead to complications like high blood pressure, uh, low blood count, bone weakness, uh, poor nutrition, nerve damage, and it increase your risk of heart disease and blood vessel damage as well. So one can cause the other. It can kind of go back and forth. The damage caused by chronic kidney disease occurs over long periods of time, and if left untreated, can eventually lead to kidney failure, and that many times has to go, you have to start looking at a kidney transplant or dialysis, uh, big money in dialysis. Uh, there are clinics all over the place. Insurance companies, of course, cover it because it keeps you alive, uh, but most every pa- almost every patient that is on dialysis did it to themselves. Now, there is some genetics involved. There could be some trauma involved. It could be, you know, birth defects. But almost everyone else, it, they did it to themselves. And the thing that bothers me in the world of kidneys is nobody's talking about that. Nobody says you have to take some responsibility for your body. Now, the cool part is that th- the foods we're going to talk about today that are damaging your kidneys also can increase your risk of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, obesity. So this is a good general rule to follow if you're looking to get well and stay well, and certainly reduce your risk, if nothing else. So anyone has kidney disease, uh, maintaining a healthy lifestyle is really the key. It's, it's not much more than that. And you should be maintaining a healthy lifestyle anyway. I had a meeting uh, today earlier, and I met with somebody, and um, they were talking about scanning the whole body to look for you know conditions, heart disease, diabetes, things like that. And we were just chatting, and the owner of the company says, well, I don't think you even need to scan you. Look at how healthy you are for somebody your age. And I told him how old I was, and he said, you are not. I said, yeah, I am. So I had the scan done. We'll see what the results are. I had the scan done before. My arteries were 100% clear. And hopefully that's going to stay forever. What causes the arteries to get clogged up? Mostly diet. 
What causes kidney problems? Mostly diet. What causes cancer, heart disease, diabetes? Mostly diet. So the diet is the key here. So let's jump right in with my favorite of all, red meat. I'm kidding. If you're just new to the show, I don't eat meat. Red meat, what's it good for? It's a good source of protein, good source of iron. Yeah, but the cons far outweigh the pros. And that's what I want you to consider whenever you do anything. Whenever you make a decision in life, I'll be your counselor here for a second, you have to make a decision based on one sentence. Is it worth it? And if it's worth it, probably go ahead and do it. But whether it's food, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, if it's worth it, fight for it. Go for it. But if it's not worth it and the, the negatives far outweigh the positives, consider going in a different direction. And so when it comes to food, this is a real easy decision because nobody's forcing you to eat. You're eating your own food. You're feeding yourself. So red meat, study published in the Journal of American Society of Nephrology. Nephrology is the study of kidneys. They investigated long-term effects of red meat consumption and what they discovered. There's a correlation between red meat intake and the increased risk of kidney failure. Now, Dr. Greger just had a report out that, that he did studies, uh, he reported on other studies being done. And what he found that the same amount of animal protein that can cause kidney damage, if you eat the same amount of protein from plants, no kidney damage. So why not eat the plant protein then? Another reason why we want to start to avoid animal products. Red meat, when eaten a lot, I mean, when I say a lot, I say any, but they say an excess, can produce waste products and that's, uh, that can damage your kidneys because they have to be filtered out uh, through your kidneys. The protein found in red meat produces uh, a something called urea, U-R-E-A. That's your urine, urea. Okay, so it's a protein and that can damage the kidneys. Now, one of the ways it does it is it's a very strong acid. So when it's a strong acid, it, it kind of eats away at the, the cells in the kidneys and damages them. The problem with the kidney is it's not like the liver. It doesn't just regenerate itself. Now, we have a lot of patients that have kidney failure. I have one of them who went from, just recently, within the past couple of months, she went from 36% function, which is really low, to 46% function. That's a huge jump in just a few weeks. And the way we did it was we changed her diet. We got her off the alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener. We got her on more fruits and vegetables. We got her on specific kidney supplements. And her doctor is blown away. I said, did you tell your doctor just send all his kidney patients here? Now, can we help everyone? No, I can't promise we can help everyone. But anecdotal stories, I mean, cases from my files clearly show that when you do the right thing, many times the kidneys can start to heal. The liver heals a lot faster, but the kidneys were showing, I don't know if they're healing, but they're functioning better. And that's pretty cool. So anyway, that's just one very recent success story that I just talked to her just the other day. So the protein found in red meat causes urea. Now, too much urea can build up and contribute to kidney damage, especially if your kidneys are already weak. Well, we're going to talk about other things you're doing every day that are weakening your kidneys. So red meats, beef, pork, lamb, they contain saturated fats and cholesterol, and that can raise your cholesterol levels, which worsens the risk of heart disease. That can then increase the risk of kidney disease. There are no individual diseases in human beings, assuming in animals too. I don't study animals. But in humans, we don't have just heart disease. We don't have just cancer. We don't have just high blood pressure. All the organs work together. So if you're putting stress on one organ, you're putting stress on other organs as well. So why, rhetorical question, 
why would you do something that you know is damaging to your body, is damaging to the environment, is expensive? I don't care what approach you look at it here. Why would you do that when there are plenty of other alternatives? And that's the key. There's other alternatives. In the medical world, we allow certain drugs to be used or passed or rushed through because it's emergency use only if there's no other alternatives. Well, when it comes to food, there are other alternatives. And you're making the decision to do the wrong thing. Now, I'm not picking on you. I'm just letting you know. I'm calling the truth. So you got to make decisions. Is it worth it? To me, it's not. Alcohol. Of course, that's probably the world's most acceptable drug, that and coffee. So technically, it's a depressant, which means it slows down your brain. And that affects the way the brain sends messages to the body. If you've listened to my shows in the past, you know that your brain sends messages down your spine, out your nerves to every cell in the body. So there's a nerve that controls your kidneys and your spleen and your heart, and your lungs and your sex organs and your ears and everything is hardwired to the brain by way of a nerve. So if you start suppressing your brain, you're suppressing the brain's ability to send messages to the organs to tell the organs how to work. One of the many reasons I don't drink. I like being on top of my game at all times. I like the flavor of alcohol, but I don't drink because I know it can suppress my brain. So not only my cognitive function, my thought processes, but it can affect my organ function as well. So drinking alcohol frequently can increase your risk of high blood pressure and diabetes. And that, those can be precursors to kidney disease. Those who have onset kidney problems, the damage can be a lot worse or already have some kidney damage to begin with. So maybe you have some genetics. Maybe you were born not 100% perfect. And now you're just making it worse. And a lot of times you don't know you have these underlying issues until it's too late. So just, I always say, act as if. Assume that you have underlying issues and then act accordingly. So alcohol has a lot of other harmful effects, of course. Study published in Nephrology Dialysis Transplant Journal another fun journal you have at your house, discusses the effects of alcohol and the potential of chronic kidney disease. Aside from damage to your kidneys, excessive alcohol consumption also puts you at higher risk of high blood pressure and stroke. So is your kidneys going to fail? Is it a stroke? Is it going to be a heart attack? Is it going to be low testosterone? That's the kicker. When we talk about alcohol, you think, well, alcohol is going to make me sexy and I'm going to get all frisky and I'm going to be all cool and bad, bad person. And what happens is, Alcohol lowers your testosterone level. So it actually makes you less functional. Now, you might do stupid things. You may be less inhibited, but it's actually lowering your testosterone levels. Testosterone is necessary not only for your biceps and your triceps. It's also necessary for your heart, which is a muscle, your sex organs, your blood vessels. Not a big fan of alcohol, if you can avoid it. If you are going to drink, because I'm also a realist, if you are going to drink, if you've listened to my shows I've done on alcohol, Three glasses of water for every one drink. That's my rule. If you're going to drink, you have to have three glasses of water for every drink that you have. This way you don't dehydrate yourself, you flush out the toxins, and you mitigate a lot of the alcohol damage. Table salt. You always hear about table salt for uh, uh, high blood pressure, but it can be an issue uh, both ways, too much or too little. Now, if you're having heat stroke, if you've been sweating a lot, and when I say a lot, you have to be... a performing at elite athlete level for 40 minutes to actually start to deplete your levels of salt. So if you're a casual runner, you're going to go out rollerblading or biking one day, you don't need to add salt to your diet. When I played football, we used to have salt tablets. 
in the uh, in, in the locker room. Stupid. Because we weren't performing at peak performance for 40 minutes. And very seldom is somebody young going to deplete their levels of salt. Now, could it happen? Yes. But you don't need it in most cases. Now, if you want to do an electrolyte drink, have yourself a glass of water with maybe a quarter teaspoon of air-dried sea salt in it. There's your free, essentially free, electrolyte drink. You don't need things with chemicals and dyes and additives and artificial sweeteners that come in fancy bottles that support, you know, major football teams. You can have a banana, replace your electrolytes. Apricots, replace your electrolytes. Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. A lot of athletes use Super Greens and Essential Source because it's not toxic like salt, but it's still adding a lot of those nutrients back in. And Super Greens and Essential Source, if you don't know, they're on our website, drjoe.com. Those are the minimum supplements you should be taking every day. And by the way, our patient that I told you about a few minutes ago that went from 36% to 46% kidney function in a few weeks, she was taking Super Greens and Essential Source as part of her protocol as well. Not saying it cured it, just saying what she did. Recommendation for salt is about 6 grams or about 1 teaspoon a day. Now, with today's processed foods and beverages, there's even salt in, in, in soda. Because salt causes your body, your, your uh, salivary glands release sa- saliva. Saliva helps break down carbohydrates to make things taste sweeter. So a little bit of salt makes things actually taste sweeter because you're producing more amylase, which is in, in your saliva. And amylase breaks down carbohydrates. So you have to be pretty vigilant if you're going to stay away from uh, the, the toxic levels of salt. And the way you do that is very simple. You just don't eat a lot of bad foods. You don't eat a lot of processed foods. Now, if you don't know what to eat, if you go to our website, drjoe.com, you ha- we have uh, two, the starter kit. You type in the seven deadly sins of nutrition in the search bar and listen to the lecture we did. I did out in California quite a while ago. And it talks about the seven foods you want to avoid. Then type in, so what can I eat? Seven deadly sins of nutrition, so what can I eat? Those are the starter programs that I like to get people on. It teaches you what to eat, what not to eat. Real simple. And by the way, the cost of all the podcasts we have on our website, which is about 2,000 hours of audio and video, uh, plus the blogs, plus contacting me if you have any questions, the cost for all of that membership for one lifetime is absolutely free. I don't know how to make it easier for you, folks. DrJoe.com is the website. Tons of good information there, including this show will be on the website too once we're done with it. So DrJoe.com. And if you want to make an appointment, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, uh, headaches, car accidents, sports injuries, my team of doctors are really good at helping people with pain, with digestive problems, and with nutrition problems. So we really are a one-stop shop when it comes to wellness, the, ba- the starter kits for wellness. And we have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We would love the opportunity to be your doctors. My doctors are handpicked by me, they're trained by me, and they're my personal doctors. If I don't trust them taking care of me and my loved ones, I don't trust them taking care of you. So you're in the hands, in my opinion, some of the best doctors in the world. So drjoe.com, normally the first visit is $720. We've reduced that to $299. That's a 58% savings. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, your first treatment, going over the x-rays and your findings on the next visit, and a complete nutrition evaluation. The nutrition evaluation alone is $150. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be taking advantage of that. If you're ready to get well, drjoe.com, you can book an appointment right online or call us, and we accept almost every insurance out there. 
And if you've ever been in a car accident, this is important. If the car was damaged, you were damaged. You need to come see us right away. Do not waste time. Car accidents are vital to get under treatment right away. Other things that can affect your kidneys. Caffeine. Caffeine's a stimulant, speeds up your nervous system. And me as a chiropractor and a pain management doctor and nutritionist and an orthopedist, we want to make sure we take care of that nervous system. So caffeine speeds up the nervous system. And excessive amounts can raise your blood pressure, cause dizziness, headaches, heart palpitation, restlessness, insomnia, jitters. But it's affecting the function of the kidneys. Now, caffeine is found in things like sodas, medications. Aspirin many times has caffeine in it. And if you ingest it, that can cause the kidneys to become dehydrated because caffeine is a diuretic. The kidneys have to have a very fine balance of fluid. And if you keep dehydrating yourself with sugars and alcohols and caffeine and salts, the kidneys can't do their job. And so that can increase blood pressure and blood pressure can put more stress on the kidneys. See how everything's connected? And it all is tied into the brain and the spinal cord. Your brain sends messages down your spine, out your nerves to every part of the body. If the bones in the spine move out of place, they can pinch nerves. And if you pinch a nerve, many times that's the cause of back pain, number one cause of back pain. However, 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You can have a pinched nerve and not know it. And the nerve that goes to the kidneys, you don't feel your kidneys every day, so that nerve can be pinched and you don't know it. That's why my doctors are trained not only to check the nerves that feel pain, we also check the 90% of the nerves that don't feel pain. Because if we take you on as a patient, I don't want to get you out of pain. I want to get you well. Now, if you want more information on coffee, uh, you can go to our website, drjoe.com, type in the word coffee, and listen to a whole, I think we did an hour or two show on coffee alone. We did all the seven deadly sins individually. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. So if you want to listen to the whole lecture, you type in the seven deadly sins. If you're focusing on one of the issues, we've done separate shows on that as well. But caffeine can affect the kidneys as well. Artificial sweeteners. Of all the things I'll ever teach you, the worst thing you put in your body is artificial sweeteners. So it's funny because I, I was going through this list of foods that damage the kidneys, and it sounds like the things I've been talking about for 40 years now, the seven deadly sins of nutrition. Alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. So I thought, wait a minute, here it is again. Way back when, when we put this list together, it keeps proving itself over and over again that that list is very comprehensive when it comes to a standard treatment to get people well, get people well and keep them well. And so the seven deadly sins, pretty powerful stuff. And it keeps coming back again. Research time and time again keeps pointing to those seven deadly sins. Of all the things I'll teach you, the worst thing you put in your body is artificial sweeteners. They're considered non-nutrition, so they have no nutrition in them at all, but they're everywhere. Toothpaste, mouthwash, uh, vitamins, gum, cough syrup, salad dressings, uh, breakfast cereals, snacks. Over 6,000 products, probably more than that now, have artificial sweetener in them. And you never thought about it. So you're looking for things like sucralose, aspartame, saccharin, acylfame. I know it's a weird word. Uh, Acylfame K it usually has after it. Research studied in the National Journal of Biotechnology found that two or more servings per day of artificial sweetener soda is associated with increased chances of the kidney decline, and they did that study in women. So to avoid the risk, avoid the artificial sweeteners. It's really simple. You could use stevia. You can use lohan. Uh, there's plenty of other natural zero-calorie sweeteners out there. The artificial ones are the worst of the worst. And if you want to know more about that, 
Just type in artificial sweeteners and listen to the whole show we did on that. I don't want to take up the whole show on that. Dairy products, also bad for you. A lot of research are finding that dairy products uh, do more harm than good. You think they're high in calcium and they're good for your bones? No. I haven't found any valid studies that show it helped build up bone strength. And in fact, there's something called the nurse's study, and it shows that the more dairy products you consume, the higher the rate of osteoporosis, which is thinning of the bones. More dairy products, more osteoporosis. That's not what you're being told. You're told it's good for your bones, it's high in calcium. Read the literature. It's not me coming up with it. It's what the medical research is showing very clearly. And milk is high in calcium and phosphorus, but too much of that can put a strain on your kidneys and throw off your natural balance. So the, uh, the common co- case against uh, popular inclusion of dairy products, um, my argument is that it's part of the four basic food groups, and then we put the food pyramid together. A lot of that's going to the wayside that it was obviously wrong. But when we say we should be drinking milk and we're serving it to kids in high schools and grammar schools and preschools, not a fan of that. You could listen to the show we did on milk, drjoe.com. It covers a lot there. American Society for Clinical Nutrition has linked the use of dairy products, specifically cow's milk, to the occurrence of what's called insulin-dependent diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Milk contains animal proteins. They're highly acidic. And when you have a lot of acid in your body, the body has to use calcium to neutralize the acid. So the body is actually taking calcium out of the bones, out of the blood, out of the muscles to neutralize the acid in the food. Then this big chunk of relatively big chunk of calcium and acid has to be excreted from the body and it has to go through the kidneys. And that can irritate the kidneys, clog up the kidneys and damage the kidneys and ultimately lead to things like kidney stones. So I don't know anyone, and I've been doing this a long time, anyone who eats a plant-based diet that has ever had kidney stones. I've never known anyone. I've had lots of people that eat a meat-based diet or animal-based diet. No one has ever in my career eaten a plant-based diet and gotten kidney stones. So, gee, Dr. Joe, maybe that's something we should be teaching. Well, I am right now. You're listening to it. Tons of substitutes for dairy. Coconut milk, almond milk, rice milk, hemp milk, chia seed milk, soy milk. Uh, There's ice cream. There's cheeses. There's uh, butters. There's nothing in the dairy world that we don't have a substitute for. Now, some of the dairy products, I'm not going to lie to you, taste better if they come from real cow milk. But it's not worth it. Once again, is it worth it? And if the answer is yes, then do it. If it's not, don't. I'm convincing you that it's not. Other things that can damage the kidneys, carbonated beverages. Carbonated beverages are infused with carbon dioxide. That's pressurized gas that makes the bubbles, of course. But drinking too many may increase blood pressure, reduce kidney function, and heighten the risk of development of kidney stones. A lot of that has to do with the fact that there's phosphoric acid and sugar in a lot of carbonated beverages, and those things have to be neutralized, and the body uses calcium to neutralize. Calcium binds to it, goes through the kidneys, blocks up the kidneys, <sighs> and there's your problems. Research has found uh, there is a link between high sugar content uh, in fizzy drinks and cancer. Now, we've known about cancer and sugar for a long time. If you want to know more about cancer, go to my website, drjoe.com, and type in the word cancer. We've done a show on cancer. Uh, It can uh, raise your body's production of insulin. That can lead to insulin resistance. That becomes a big issue. 
So uh, any questions, drjoe.com. But make an appointment to come see us. It's really the best thing we can do. And you can do it right online, drjoe.com. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.